0: But our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning.
1: That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now.
0: This is Utah Jazz game night postgame show. Bounces to Gobert and he rocks the pass ball. Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network.
2: Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz win tonight over the Heat, 116 to 101. Let's take a quick look at your sharp stats of the game, brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 48.2 percent from the field, 41 of 85. They were 39 percent from three. They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 26 points. Bogdanovich had 22. Clarkson with 21 coming off the bench rudy gobert 16 points 20 rebounds two block shots for the heat uh they were led by jimmy butler who had 25 points tonight on 10 of 21 shooting Uh, duncan robinson 18 points six of 13 shooting all from three jay crowder in his return to vivin smart home Arena, had a nice game 15 points five of seven from the field uh three of four from three but uh, the jazz just dominated to close this one
3: yeah, the numbers uh, you know the, the stand out. The rebounding numbers is they're huge. I mean, they just smashed Miami on the glass, fifty three thirty seven. Did a great job of getting second chance points. Um, just the the activity level of the Jazz and uh, the way they got things kind of going the second half on both ends. Uh, you know, just were able to pull away.
2: Uh, we'll get you some sound from the locker room uh, coming up here shortly, but uh, you're right on the rebounds, Tim. And, in fact, we mentioned Rudy with his 20. He is tonight's Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass, also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader without pre- proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood. House Rudy had five offensive rebounds. The Jazz had ten offensive rebounds as a team. You look at Rudy's counterpart Bam out of Bayou. He had eleven boards, two offensive rebounds. He only had nine points. In fact, I thought Rudy got the better of him all night long.
3: There was a, it was interesting to see there. Uh, you know those guys went at each other pretty good. Rudy gets a T. Uh, they both kind of taunted each other after the dunk. But you kind of made the point. To, we can't hear what's said. Maybe right. that's what it was. But but uh but that was that was a fun little exchange, and it's interesting that they're going to be on the same team uh this you know at the at the all star uh, game, so they'll uh I'm sure they'll work out their differences but uh great job by Rudy Rudy was really active uh loved how he flew around, and he was he was Rudy tonight he changed to so many shots in the paint
2: he did you think they ever say rudy, do it in french if you're gonna if you're gonna say something, pick French, they can't
3: tee you up for French honestly one of my favorite moments was when Moutier was on the bench trying to calm Rudy down.
2: That was a great moment. That was moment. pretty awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was, where Rudy was upset and Moutier just kind of said, hey. hey, let it go. It and Moutier said during the walk-off after the last game, you know, he's tried to to be that kind of coach on the bench, teammate, and yeah, I thought that was an interesting moment that AT&T Sportsnet kind of caught. Alright, let's throw things down to the podium. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media.
4: Jordan, that, that whole group, you know, I think Emmanuel has been a catalyst in many ways, pushing the ball and getting in the paint. Um, you know, George spacing. Um, Tony made a couple big finishes, you know, on the class. And obviously, as you mentioned, Jordan. So, um, you know, whether it's Joe or Royce in there with that group um, during that stretch, I think those guys have played to each other's strengths. And, you know, Jordan's ability to create a shot. But they're, they're creating they're creating shots for each other.
1: you guys really picked it up offensively late in the game and, and kind of ran away with it there. What did you like about maybe the ball movement and the offensive execution and, at the end what of the fourth?
4: What I really liked, Andy, to be honest with you, was the, de- the defense. And I thought what, two things. One, when we defend, we can get out um, and that gets you some rhythm. Um, and then, as you mentioned, we, we were getting, I don't think there were great shots in the first half. Were, a lot of them were, were a few good ones. Um, but they were looks, and we weren't making them. And then I thought in the second half sometimes we, we, we've we we've been a team sometimes that can come and go with our shooting. And I thought our, our toughness mentally to defend in the second half, even after we weren't making shots. And then, you said, you start to kind of to break through a little bit. And um, they, the, the, the zone can make you stagnant, and... Um, there's going to be, whether they're switching or blitzing or playing zone, um, you know, guys having a feel for when to move it and more than anything to drive it and try to create advantages that way. But it it helps when you move it in order to be able to drive it. So,
3: sure. Quinn, I'm
4: going to make you talk about offense. Um. <laughs> it's fine. I don't mind. Uh, kind has of. has been okay. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: you guys made me talk about offense in October, too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Donovan in the third quarter was more aggressive. He was mm-hmm. very clearly more aggressive on the offensive. And can you tell when he switches? Because he seemed like he was maybe a little bit passive in that first half.
4: I, I think aggressive. Sometimes I think aggressive for Donovan means attacking the rim. And when he does that, um, usually other things begin to open up. Um, in fact, there, there was one time he came and drove, and I thought he had kind of a walk up, walk up three, but. We've been telling him to drive, um, and he's – there's a – sometimes driving doesn't mean just put your head down and, you know, and go there. Um, It means being a little bit patient and knowing when the opportunity's there. And I I think um, he – I talked to him this morning and just told him that, you know, there was a lot of things that he did well in the the Dallas game, Um, particularly the way he started the game. He just, you know, he didn't quite – the stat line didn't show – I think how he played, um, and if usually if you keep trying to play the right way and um, and do that, and th- things break through, and it, it did for him tonight.
2: Can you go big picture here and kind of assess the club and the season two thirds of the way through now at the All Star break?
4: Um, you know I, I think it, this is going to be really uneventful for you guys and, and pretty consistently vanilla, but um, I think. Th- We've tried to keep getting better in, in, you know, all phases of the game, particularly, say, you know, offensively and defensively. Um, and there's always going to be ups and downs, but I, I think these guys have been willing to be honest with themselves about where we need to be better. And, you know, particularly the last couple weeks, um, you know, I thought we, we really improved during, during the stretch of January, um, December, January, and then you're going you're gonna to hit some bumps. And there was a lot of factors that, you know, we didn't play as well as, as we wanted to, and we didn't play as well as we had been. Um, we were playing some teams that made it hard on us, um, but I, I thought and think that, you know, we should feel good about the fact that um, when we we hit bumps in the road and, you know, we run into walls that we can figure out how to sometime tonight, I think we, we just started playing really hard. And... You know, we've done that and we've also learned to be a little smarter so I, I think if we can keep building on those things um, we've got a chance to improve in the second half of the year or you know whatever the third after all-star break it always seems like half the year um, you know and that that's that's what we need to do keep getting better and you know guys keep finding each other and, and keep defending as a group we need each other defensively So that requires us to be disciplined. I think we've I think we've begun to develop an identity that that can help us win.
1: Quinn, you had five turnovers in the first few minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. Nine at halftime. Miami's getting out on the break, turning those into points. Uh, Seemed to really turn that around in the second half. What changed in terms of
4: having the better ball? Turn it over. The turnovers are bad. I, they were they looked at me shocked, and then I said it again, and they fixed it. The, uh, the, sometimes it, one of the things that we've really improved that is is our passing and the accuracy of our passing. And that usually means, and I've said this before, it's not you know you could hit a great putt and can have the perfect line and be going in the hole, but if someone kicks it, you know it, it, and this is someone's going to try to kick it every time. So it's not as simple as you know. You've got to you've got to work to deliver the ball. Um, you know, you've got to space correctly. It's, it's the way we want to play requires a lot of precision and particularly with our passing. And you know, when when we have even in the first half, I thought when we didn't turn it over, we gave each other passes that weren't quite easy enough to shoot. And you know, that that slows slows the ball down. And We're a team that those actions, if we can, you know, get an advantage and and keep playing, that we can usually, you know, get something better. But there's a risk in that, you know, every time. If you shoot it, you're probably not going to turn it over. Um, So we've got to find, you know, we've got to be aggressive. And, you know, I think that it's important to our guys, put it that way. So when there are some mistakes like that, um, maybe they're passing, you know, it could be anything. Um, but I think our guys have done a better job at trying to recognize where the turnovers are coming um, you know, and, and correcting it, and that's, that's the primary thing. I want us to stay aggressive.
2: All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team's won four consecutive games to beat the Heat tonight, 116-101. What stood out to you, Tim, about what Coach had to say? He used the term precision,
3: and I think that that's a great word for his system and what he expects from his guys. Um, he, he, I really liked it. He talked about and he pulled passing out and talked about passing. Um, you know, one of the great terms uh, I heard at a, at a lecture uh, from a, a coach. I can't even remember who it was, but they talked about uh, swishing your passes, you know, making sure that when you throw a pass to somebody, it's exactly where you'd want that pass to be. And I think that that's one thing that the Jazzers are pretty underrated uh, with the extra passes and all the passes they make to each other. Um, They do a good job, for the most part, of putting those on the money. Um, I love how he talked about, you know, turnovers are bad. What would you say to the guys? Turnovers are bad. Don't do that anymore. (laughs) Um, I would imagine he probably used a different tone and emphasis, but that really is the truth. That was what was kind of bogging the offense down in the first half, Um, to have empty possessions, because the Jazz get good shots. Um, so if you just talk to your guys about getting shots and not turning it over. Um, so those are the things I took from it. I, I really like the way Quinn talks about the game, and I think that he makes it pretty simple. Uh, I think that was, that's what makes him a great teacher.
2: And he's good for a couple of those one-liners every single year. That Zinger. was uh, that was a pretty good one. And they only had uh, five turnovers in the second half after having nine in the first. So you certainly will uh, will take that. And the defense got much better in the second half, and thus the Jazz win by 15 points. We probably shouldn't be surprised.
3: No, uh, that, that that's Jazz basketball. I mean, I think you watch that game in its entirety. You see what they're trying to do on the offensive end. You understand the emphasis on the defensive end. Um, Rudy showed how great he is. Um, you know, two time player, defensive player of the year, and just makes things really difficult. But that, what we saw tonight was uh, that's what, you know, in terms of the points they gave up, the way they kind of shored up the passing and the offense. They turned that thing, the uh, turned that game around and, and put it in a, in a really good spot for them to win. Want to
2: remind you to go where love takes you in the all new redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. dot com. Your final, the Jazz beat the Heat one sixteen to one hundred one. We'll have more for you next. More sound from the locker room. More breakdown as well here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only uh, negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz win tonight their fourth consecutive game. Uh, They beat the Miami Heat 116 to 101. Tim, let's uh, take a look at uh, tonight's points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go serta or visit CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C. We do painting. You do life. And tonight in the paint, uh, the Jazz outscored the Heat 52-42. to And, uh, you know, the Jazz had nice dribble uh, penetration tonight, and Rudy Gobert had a nice night as well. That usually means quite a few points in the paint. Yeah, the thing uh, Quinn talked about, you know,
3: how important it is to move the ball, but be able to have guys that can drive it too. And I think that's one of the big differences this year is multiple guys who can drive it and create – Uh, situations where help has to be required. Um, But a great job just overall by the Jazz offensively. Um, More importantly, you know, coming off a
2: a tough stretch a few games ago, defense is starting to shore up too. All right, let's throw things down to the locker room where Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't share that. Um, Let's just say it was – so if we all competed we all did what we were supposed to do and um you know i think wins like this you know really show who we are as a team It's not what he said at all <laughs>
3: Three-point shooting was one thing through the first three mm. quarters. And you guys, I think it was 7 of 11 mm. in that fourth. You guys just always have that sense that you do the same things and eventually it breaks through. Yeah,
1: you know, at the end of the day, the ball's not always going to fall or go in. But, you know, tonight, like, you know, and we've had plenty of nights like this where we continue to shoot and just shoot through it. They're open shots, good looks. Um, George had a bunch, Boyan, uh, Joe, JC, myself, Royce, you know, just shooting them and having confidence in it. Was it as simple in the second half as just having seen their zone and seeing what they wanted to do for 24 minutes? Yeah, just seeing it again. You know, it's been a while since we saw it, understanding that, you know, the first time we did it in in Miami, we kind of got a little stagnant, so continue to move the ball, um, be aggressive, attack the rim, and then open up a lot of lanes. And it helps when you make threes as well. That kind of gets them out of the zone as well. Did that also – contribute to cutting down turnovers after halftime. You guys only have three in quarter. Yeah. Um, I think we had, what, five in the first quarter or something like that. So just continuing to move the ball. And like I said, being aggressive. Excuse me. And then once you get into the paint, just taking your time and finding things. You know, there are times where I got in there, too, and you kind of want to make the right pass, but, you know, you kind of rush into it. Kind of just go in there and taking your time and making the right play.
0: Donovan, from your eyes, how much has Jordan Clarkson kind of settled in Amazing. since being in Utah, from from your perspective?
1: And you know, obviously, we all knew that he was a scorer, you know. But I think the biggest thing is the fact that you know he's playing team basketball. You know, I'd say he wasn't before, but you know, I didn't really know much about him outside of that he was he could score. So he's he's going out there guarding, it. he's he was pretty much mad the whole game, not because he wasn't hitting shots, but because Duncan Robinson kept getting free, you know. And I think that just shows. The type of player he is, the type of person he is—you know—that's where he was really getting upset. You know, we were up too, and he was still getting mad because he kept—he um, felt like he could have done more and he could do more, and he was doing it. You know, and then on top of that, going out there and getting buckets on the offensive end, and he's finding guys who are open, taking his time, and you know, you know we all love playing with him. Donovan, it well. I know your catch and shoot percentage has gone hmm. up a lot this year. What I mean, besides just the reps, kind
0: of went into that. Did you change
1: your home at all. No, uh-huh, just shoot, just shoot, shoot the ball. Yeah, you stop pump faking, man. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but um, just honestly, just shooting it. You know, a lot of times I'm worried about pump-packing, getting to the basket, trying to make plays, but just shooting it. You know, shoot when you're open. Don't try and force them. That's not there. And just having their confidence behind it, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, there's nothing really much more I'm doing, just continuing to shoot the, the open shots I get. Me specifically or the team? <clears throat> um, I think, you know, there's a point in the game where you can either, they can go, either go one or two ways. You know, we kind of made a push. We're down three. You know, um, just want to attack, you know, put the pressure on and keep it going because you can kind of get teams on their heels and you can kind of relax and let them kind of gain their momentum back. So just being able to keep them keep them guessing, keep them on their heels, pushing in transition. And then on top of that, we were getting stopped, so it made it easier. And I made it a focus just to keep getting to the rim and putting pressure on the rim.
3: You mentioned earlier today that this team just can't afford to get towards that last week <laughs> of the season and have too many uncertainties. Yeah. Do you sense this team has had a different sense of urgency and importance yeah. to these games? For
1: sure. And it helps when you have guys that, you know, had not really go through it, you know, like Boyan, Jordan, Mike. Like, um, like I think that helps because you go out there and they, they understand, you know, they come from playoff experience. Mike has a bunch, Boyan has a bunch, JC as well. So they understand that these games are, are big, you know. We don't want to sit back, you know, in, in April and be like, man, I wish we could have had the, the two Miami games back or the Denver, the, the, the two Denver losses. You know, we want to be able to say we control our own destiny, control where we go and not really sit there and we're playing the Clippers the last game of the season and scoreboard watching to see who we play. Uh, I think that's, that's just a feeling we don't want to have. We want to go out there and be able to control our own our own uh, destiny.
0: Donovan, some of those deep threes and then mm-hmm. those crafty layups that you seem to knock down, mm-hmm. you always kind of smile afterward. <laughs> uh, Why what, what is your reaction that way and I'll, are you just like surprising yourself?
1: No, a lot of, uh, tonight especially, a lot of those guys are my friends that I've known since I was growing up. So like, mm-hmm. you know, when I make it on them or like on, on Jay, it's kind of just like, you know, well, he'll talk to me and I'll talk to him, but just having fun with the game. You know, I think I lost that the past few games just from fatigue and whatnot so just going back and just having fun you know smiling i haven't really done that much the past i would say week or so so Mm -hmm. going out there i just continue to have fun and sometimes yeah i do surprise myself um like the one where i was supposed to throw the lob but then the big drop back to rudy so i kind of got stuck in the air like sometimes it's going to happen you just got to have fun with it thank you guys guys that is the all-star
2: donovan mitchell let's go back to you Thank you very much, Tony Donovan. Tonight, twenty six points, nine of sixteen shooting, five boards, four assists. He even had a couple of still steals. Tim and one thing I, you know, he said right there that seems to be uh, true with the Jazz. And David Locke was talking about this: is they get they get open shots, and sometimes when they're not going down, they've just got to have confidence that the open looks and everything will eventually even itself out.
3: Yeah, the key is not to panic and, and do things that you know that you don't do and you don't do well. Um, it really does take some discipline to continue to you know, trust it and play. Um, but tonight's kind of a perfect example of the breakthrough that can happen. Um, you know, we've we've been, had plenty of nights where the, shot, the ball just wouldn't go in the basket. And Jazz are always going to run great offense. But um, you know, part of this is, is the learning and understanding of, of the ups and downs of a season, the ups and downs within a game, and just being able to continue to grind.
2: Well, Donovan certainly uh, did that tonight, and the whole jazz group did that tonight, as uh, Bogdanovich was terrific in the fourth quarter. He was 9 of 17 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, had 22 points to go along with 7 rebounds. And how about this, Tim? Four assists hey. for Bogdanovich tonight. Uh, bogey moving the ball a little bit. A-, a game after we saw Jordan Clarkson have 8, Bogdanovich has 4.
3: Yeah, and... and- you know, one thing that stands out to me. I mean, Joe didn't have a great shooting night, but he had nine assists, yep. and he is just so good. We talked about it a million times, but he is so good in the in the ball screen, and has such an understanding and awareness of. Just reading the defense and doing, you know, taking what they give you. Uh, Does a great job with the floater. He does a great job of looking off and waiting for Rudy and hitting him last minute. And then he's great also at being able to throw the skip passes uh, for three. So uh, I I really like to see Joe in that ball screen a
2: bunch. I think that's really good good and conducive for good offense. In fact, you mentioned Joe's nine assists. The Jazz had 23, excuse me, total on the night on 41 made field goals. That is your assist feature proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller charities. We are driven by by you. Tonight, the Jazz win going into the All-Star break. They beat the Miami Heat 116-101, to 101, their fourth consecutive win. We'll get you more sound from the locker room coming up right around the corner. We'll continue to break this one down as well. Want to rely, uh, remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz tonight beat the Heat 116 to 101 We'll get you back down to the locker room uh, coming up here shortly, but let's take a look at your three-point takeover, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from three were 14 of 36, right on their season average, 39%. Uh, They were led tonight. Jordan Clarkson was 4 of six. Six from three as he was just red hot. Donovan Mitchell was four of eight. Boyan Bogdanovich 3 of 6 Royce O'Neal 2 of 6 George Niang was 1 of 4 coming off the bench Joe Ingles 0 of 5 from 3 tonight in fact he was 1 of 9 from the floor just 4 points but as you mentioned in the last segment he had 9 assists and Joe hasn't shot the ball ball well really for a couple of weeks Tim Uh, but found a way tonight certainly to impact the game and to play well but uh, he was so hot there in December and January you knew he was going to come down to earth a little bit but he certainly has struggled shooting the ball I think we just take a a page out of the book that we learned tonight, right? He's taking good
3: shots. And Joe's always going to take good shots. So he's just a little bit of a slump uh, in terms of the ball going in the basket. Nothing that uh, maybe a little break, maybe getting refreshed and then, you know, getting on a little bit of a hot streak and kind of carrying that through.
2: Yeah, and you know joe is i don't want to say traditionally streaky but he's been he goes up and down throughout the season and you hope he's peaking by the time they get to the get to the playoffs but he's just made himself such a more valuable player on this jazz team i had this conversation with gordon the other day and i I was frustrated because i was trying to describe uh this too but joe is so much more than a stand in the corner and shoot player that's just not that's just not his game he he could do that sure but it almost feels like you're wasting a skill set because his you know ability to get the blender going and his connection with Rudy and those sorts of things are are so very valuable you wouldn't be really appreciating Joe if you took that role away from him and I think that's been one of Quinn Snyder's challenges with um, you know three or four different guys that can initiate the offense is you need to maximize those abilities from Joe as well
3: one place stands out um, I think it was actually right when you Walked in from from the remote from Jimmy's from Jimmy's um, was just a great job in transition of Rudy running the floor and ceiling and throwing it ahead to, to Joe and Joe didn't even hesitate he just threw it in there and I think that's the point probably one of the best points when you talk about Joe is his connection to Rudy yeah um, he he keeps Rudy going right he he he's always looking for him he's always the guy that seems to find him pick and roll lobs pick and roll late. Uh, dump off for a dunk and then those opportunities Um, so I agree with you I think Joe is way more than just a catch and shoot guy Um, he's actually might be the the very best ball
2: screen player they have right well, and last year, he had that connection with Derek Favors, right? And they were so very good. At, at one point during the year last year, they were the most effective pick-and-roll tandem in the whole league. And they just had that connection. And Rudy ran it a lot with uh, with Ricky Rubio. It was kind of Rubio and Rudy and then Favors and Joe. And then Rubio goes, Favors goes, and, and Joe and, and Rudy now have that connection. You just wish maybe that Rudy would – well that uh that maybe Clarkson or Donovan or somebody else would also get that connection with Rudy but it's it, Joe's got it, and right now, if I'm Quinn Snyder, and of course he's way smarter than me, but I try to figure out a way to keep Joe and Rudy on the floor as much as possible. Yeah, and and really isolate them in
3: that pick and roll <gasps> together. Because, by the way, not right,
2: not exactly. Some, sorry, together yeah, yeah. is what. No, I
3: mean. no question. I, you know, in the pick and roll, get them playing. Um, I really like the ball in Joe's hands. Uh, he makes great decisions, and again, nine assists. I think assists come instinctually to Joe I mean he sees the floor so well and he again doesn't predetermine
2: reads where to go with the ball and does a great job of delivering it all right let's go back down to the locker room where Tony Parks is standing by with Rudy Gobert the offensively it was night and day between the two halves was it just a matter of seeing their zone and kind of getting used to what they were doing and attack it?
0: I think we're just tougher mentally in the second half uh, you know they're a very physical team and mm-hmm. I feel like in the first half, we were complaining a lot, you know, about whether it was foul or no foul. I think they were already uh, being more physical than us. And second half, we were just mentally tougher and we just attacked them.
1: Donovan got more aggressive in that
0: third quarter. He was attacking a lot and he had a lot more shot. Can you feel when like he kind of switches attitudes and he's going to be more aggressive? Definitely. And, you know, like, like we keep telling him, when he attacks the rim, it's... It's pretty hard to stop you know they have to do it as a team and you know he was able to draw a lot of fouls and put us in the bonus pretty early and after that we ju- we just kept doing the same thing over and over i think that was one of the best games not taking bad shots and just you know keep putting pressure on the rim
3: second chance
1: points tonight was 18 to three what uh
0: but to that advantage got a fancy rebound and it's cold.
1: yeah <laughs> It's a dumb
0: question. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. That's what it's kind of like what I did. But, and we did a good job giving up only three, if we can say something. Like all the guys did a great job putting bodies on people, and you know, and make sure they don't get second chance, second chance points. What
2: happened between you and
3: them with the taunting? The taunting
0: technical foul. Well, I just part of the game. I mean, we he dunked on me, I dunked on him, and you know, we having fun. <laughs> how come you got the technical? <laughs> That's another question. I don't know. I don't have the answers to that. We, we've been talking about it a lot, leading up to it, but now you
1: know, if you're finally headed to Chicago. How much are you looking forward to everything that the weekend is going
0: to entail? I'm just excited to go out there with, uh, you know, with Don, and my family is going to be there, some of my friends. So we're just going to be you know, a fun moment and you know, it'd be great to represent the team and my country, you know, so it's, it's going to go out there, have a good time and, you know, and then enjoy a few days of, of rest before getting ready for the second half of the season.
3: You said it's something that
0: from the time
3: you ever dreamed of even being an NBA player, to be an All-Star is so special. At what point in your career did you have the sense or belief that this is the level you could reach?
0: Probably the few years before I got drafted. Uh, I remember talking with my teammates and back in France and we talk about it now I was like I was telling him like you, I was kind of like appearing on the draft board and you know people knew that I was going to get drafted but I was telling him that I wanted to be all-star and he was like "Are oh, you going to get drafted but let's not get carried away you won't be all-star <laughs> but uh, we still talk about it so it's uh, you know you gotta believe in yourself and put the work in and you know sooner or later things, things happen
1: what does he say now? does he say oh
0: he said you're right (laughs) he said you're right but at the time when i was watching you play i would no i I didn't think you were going to be all-star you know and i was young and you know with time and with work anything happened when the all-star teams hadn't been picked yet donovan said that he didn't care which team it was on as long as he could play with you do you feel that same way um and are you happy that you two kind of get to ball out together I think, yeah, I think it's going to be fun, you know, to be on the same team. And, you know, I don't want to do him what I did to him last summer. So, <laughs> you know, now he's protected and he's on my team. So we're good.
3: <laughs> you
1: you guys have obviously improved this season from the beginning to now. In what ways do you think you've made
0: the greatest improvements? I just think we, I mean, our chemistry got better. You know, I think we we understand that we need to play with one another and, that when we do that, you know, we're very, very hard to guard, and also we have solid defense. And uh, you know, that's pretty much it. The chemistry, you know, having guys that a lot of new guys this year that came in, and you know, we had to adjust, and they had to adjust. And you know, it takes time, it takes some up, some down, but you know, we it's kind of good for us that we you know, we have some rough moments because we, in those moments, we're about to to get together and to figure it out. Obviously with the personnel
1: changes this has gotten a little bit better offensively, maybe a little bit worse defensively than what it's been the last couple of seasons. Where do you feel like you can go in both of those areas over the course of the rest uh, of the season?
0: I think we can be we definitely can be better defensively, but it's true that it requires a little more from everyone. You know, especially after losing Faith. That was a you know, a big part of what we do defensively. But I think we we've done it. We've done it. We had a few times when we didn't, but for the most part the guys have been you know hitting like we're smaller so we gotta hit people on the boards and you know we gotta take care of the ball so we don't you know put them in a position to to score and uh we've done it tonight we did a great job and you know we need uh everyone to keep our mindset on the defensive end you know how that's nice. a big part of what we do how nice
4: is it to head into the break
0: that? it's big you know it's big yeah, you you did not want to go there after a loss you know it always tastes a little sour if you do that. So, you know, we, we talk to each other before the game. We're like, you know, let's, let's play hard tonight and be able to enjoy the break and so coach can get some sleep too. <laughs> right,
2: thanks, Guys, that's Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. Good line there at the end so coach can get some sleep because I get the impression Quinn Snyder doesn't sleep all that much. Um, Interesting uh, answer to the question when asked about where the biggest improvement has come uh, for this team this year, and he he said chemistry, team chemistry. And I don't know why that surprises me because they added a lot of new guys and people took some time to get comfortable and that sort of thing, but that, that answer stood out to me.
3: I've that's something I study and I've watched. And I think that this team, it's authentic. You know, I think sometimes, um, I think every team's close, I guess, to a certain extent. Uh, There's always clicks. There's always, uh, you know, guys that get along with certain guys better. I think this team, though, I think the relationships seem to be really authentic. I think when, um, you know, when things need to get heated and guys need to have discussions, they can do that. But it's a mature thing where then they can, you know, move on and make make it actually be something positive. So uh, I, I actually, that that is a really great nugget from Rudy that of all the things that we watch, that he mentions chemistry as being one of the great right. things.
2: You know, Rudy, knowing Rudy as, as we do. And he mentioned that his family is going to be at the all-star game and some friends and those sorts of things. But uh Rudy doesn't hate attention. I have a feeling he's going to enjoy his all-star experience. This is definitely meaningful
3: uh, for both of these guys, but this is something that has really driven Rudy to this point. Um, You know, a guy who's not from this country, was not highly sought after, has really kind of made an unbelievable name for himself through hard work, uh, and has kind of come up the hard way. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is... In my mind, this is something that is great that they're going to be able to go do, but I think it's also going to be great that it's going to be over. Right. That they're going to get out there and, and you know, God forbid anybody gets hurt, whatever, um, but that they are going to be able to go out there and enjoy it, but then put it behind them. And, and it kind of, it's kind of – since the announcement has been hanging out there, Right. get it over with get home and focus on getting this team where they want to and go. And make that playoff. Push. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. But, but he will enjoy it, and he should. I mean, this is something – that doesn't happen to everybody and and he's earned it
2: Definitely go enjoy it. Um, but these guys are mature enough to enjoy it and then put it behind them. All right, the Jazz win tonight. And you know when the Jazz win, you win. The day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little uh, Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code Jazz, all one word, valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations mobile orders only your final the jazz beat the heat tonight 116 to 101 jake scott tim lacombe with you we'll get to more coming up right around the corner want to remind you go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 subaru outback available now mark miller subaru the official subaru partner of the utah jazz learn more at markmillersubaru.com more straight ahead here on the jazz radio network Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network, Jazz BTE tonight 116 to 101, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Donovan Mitchell 26 points tonight, Bogdanovich, 22, Jordan Clarkson 21. Let's talk a little bit about Jordan Clarkson. He was our walk-off interview uh, tonight, a great interview. And he's just made a huge difference. Uh, David brought this up a number of times uh, as we uh, throughout the broadcast and then as we were doing crosstalk, Jazz offensive rating since he came onto the team is a 119, which is just amazing. And tonight he was terrific. Again, 21 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 4 boards, 3 assists. Got out there, played a little defense, had a couple of possessions on Jimmy Butler. Stopped him at the rim once. I mean... You know, we've all got. We did this with Bogdanovich a little bit too, where we have the idea of these players in our mind, and and with Bogey and with Clarkson, they're certainly exceeding that. He's he's more than just a professional scorer. Yeah, he is. He's more than a professional scorer, and he's he's exactly
3: what. Uh, what the Jazz needed, um, you know. I think you make all these moves in the off season, and you you really don't know till you get everybody here. Right. Um, to their credit, they they were decisive about it and knew, as we all did, as we watched the games. They were there was just nothing coming off the bench, right. And they tried to manufacture it uh, with Joe, and it just wasn't natural. Um, and so to be able to go get a guy who. A can really score, but B understands the how important it is to be professional. Um, and I think he's, like he said in the, uh, you know, in the pregame I think he's actually sparked George Niang, Yeah. Um, you know, Tony Bradley, all those guys who I think he just grabbed that second unit and pulled them along with him. And um, he's got it going right now. I mean, he's uh, every shot he shoots, I think, is going in.
2: You know, gravity is a buzzword that I really like in the NBA because it it truly means a lot. I mean, one issue with Ricky Rubio and not to, to go back down memory lane is the guy didn't have a ton of gravity right? I mean, you didn't have to know where he was at all times, and you could help off him and those sorts of things. Jordan Clarkson has a ton of gravity. I mean, especially with that second unit, because you, you don't want him to do all that damage. You'd much rather have George Niang shooting. So if you you know leave George to pay attention to Clarkson, George is going to make those open shots. I mean, he, he certainly has proven that, but the point is, the fact that he attracts so much attention makes things so much easier for everybody else.
3: Yeah, and, and to have um, him on the role he's kind of been on, and them to have the success they've had, um, it, it's uh, it, it really is encouraging going forward because there are things we watch and, and you know particularly with the defensive side that everybody has to be locked in. Um, but to see the the growth and the improvement of this Jazz team since Clarkson came, um, and you know I don't give him all that credit, but there certainly was a catalyst, and I think he was the catalyst to that. Yep.
2: All right, just a couple of uh, NBA news and notes, and we'll get some final thoughts from you, Coach, before we uh, take a little all-star break ourselves. A uh, quick update, 23.9 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. ESPN game, Lakers and Nuggets all tied up at a, a 111 apiece. So we'll keep an eye on this game, uh, a couple of teams that Jazz fans should be following.
3: You, so I'm at, this is just, you know, the fan in me, Jake, but who do you cheer for in this situation? Who do you
2: want to win this game? The Lakers, okay? Because I don't think the Jazz are going to catch the Lakers. I so think. knock the knock the Nuggets down a right. rung, and I think the Jazz could very easily uh, catch the catch the Nuggets. So this
3: is a pretty big possession right here.
2: It is a big possession. In fact, let me bring up the standings real quick just to make sure I've got it right, and uh, I can tell you exactly how much this could help the Jazz. Right now, the uh, Nuggets are thirty-eight and 16, three games behind the Lakers. The Jazz are thirty-six and eighteen. They're two games behind the Nuggets, so they can move another. Half game uh, up on the Nuggets, but uh, lo and behold, LeBron misses the final shot. It's going to overtime. I like the play. They they screen with Caruso, created a switch, gave
3: uh, LeBron the advantage. I thought he was going to drive it all the way in and pulled up at the elbow and
2: missed. Overtime. Overtime. Uh, just. Just to, yeah, I mean, these standings, um, speaking of Locke, I thought he made an interesting point on the station earlier today where he said there's probably not going to be a ton of movement in the standings down the stretch because mainly these teams are going to win a lot. I mean, all of a sudden the bad teams start to really, it's really tankapalooza time and, you know, the, there's probably not going to be a ton of movement in the standings and right now the Jazz are two games clear of Houston. They're a game behind the Clippers and they're two games, as I mentioned, behind the Nuggets. And Houston's just an awkward matchup for anybody. I doubt anybody really wants to play Houston in the first round just because it's different. I compared it to the other day. It's like preparing for the Air Force Falcons. They're just a different team, how they switch and how small they are. So I would I would guess that the Jazz would really like to play their way into that third slot where they'd get Dallas or Oklahoma City. Not that those teams are anything to sneeze at by any means. I just wouldn't want the awkward matchup. So Donovan has mentioned this a couple of times where they want to be good enough that they're not watching the other teams on the final night. They want to solidify their sports. And I think that's why games like tonight are so important and so important to Donovan himself. That
3: was a point I was going to make when you're talking right there. I think the, th- the thing that I love about the Jazz is they're not going to play any, you know, uh, injury management or not load management, not injury management, load management games. Uh, and really, if they just focus on themselves if they focus on uh, increasing, you know, their their defensive uh, number, you know, putting that in a better spot, um, getting them you know, to continue to crank it on the offensive end, uh, and then just focus on your, your own self and don't worry about all the other stuff. Uh, that's kind of where the jazz are right now. Uh, you and I've talked, I think, um, I think the three spot looks pretty, um, doable for sure. Um, but you know, two's not out of the question. So just, uh, Like Quinn said, just focus on getting better every day. Keep it really simple. Um, Keep these guys'
2: mind right. Um, Nice to have a little bit of break for everybody and then get back into it. All right, the other NBA note from tonight, Damian Lillard uh, has an injured groin. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow, but he's already said that he is not going to be participating in the All-Star game this weekend, nor is he going to participate in the three-point shootout. So then that begs the question, Tim, who should replace him on the all-star roster? I think it comes down to two players. Now, you bring somebody else up if you think they should be considered, but I think it either comes down to Devin Booker out of Phoenix or Ja Morant from Memphis. Who do you think should take that spot?
3: I'd probably give the, give it to Morant. Um I know, you know Booker's had a great year from a scoring standpoint, but I just like the excitement and the energy and everything that Morant brings, so my vote's for him.
2: You know what? My vote's for him, too. Um, I don't know if statistically he's having a better year than Devin Booker because Devin Booker's having a, great, right, year, a great, year. Uh, great year statistically, but the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies are two games above 500 and currently sitting in the eighth spot in the West when they should be at the bottom. No question. I mean, remember Andre Iguodala, this was a team that he basically refused to play for because he didn't. Think that they were good enough, and it it reminds me of Donovan a little bit in his rookie year, where a rookie should not be able to carry a team like that. And Donovan ended up carrying the Jazz to what the fifth seed in the West, which was really impressive. And he had Rudy and some other pieces, you know, more certainly than Memphis has now. But the Grizzlies in the eighth spot behind John Morant, the rookie, not to mention that he's just electric and incredibly fun to watch. I I kind of like the idea of benefiting and or uh, rewarding an overachieving team.
3: My, but my guess is that Booker will probably get it yeah, because of the, of the numbers but winning winning games and exceeding expectations should make a difference in that situation doesn't always work that way but that's the way I think it should work
2: doesn't that just annoy you a little bit as a coach i mean look at look at devin booker's numbers all right 26.4 points per game um, he's averaging six point three assists uh, in uh, thirty six minutes. I mean the the numbers are really really good. There's no doubt about his shooting thirty six percent from three. And you, you look at it and you say, okay, there's a guy. But then you look at his his uh, team. They're well under five hundred. They're out of the Western Conference playoff race. He's never been on a winning team. In fact, the Suns are twenty two and thirty three. I I just. I don't know. He's a great player, but sometimes stats in this league lie a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's somebody's got to get those points right on a on a bad right. team, and and hey, he's gifted. I mean, he's he is very talented. So I don't want to take that away from him, but um, I, there should be some kind of emphasis put on uh, how your team's doing. Um, but but the fact that Booker's been in the league a few years and uh, Jaws knew I mean I, politically I could see where they make that move for, for Booker.
2: All right, Tim. Let's get a few final thoughts from you on this particular game and this Jazz team going into the All Star break.
3: I, I think you've got to be really encouraged by what we saw in the first half, uh, or over the first, you know, to the All Star break. I sure. think that the uh, the Jazz have have done a great job of of improving, um, finding ways to get better. Uh, they've played through some stuff. You guys being injured, guys not playing their best, guys getting acclimated in a new situation. But overall, um, you know, exciting what they've been able to do. More exciting what they what they can potentially do here in this, in the uh, after the All Star break and into the playoffs. This um, coaching staff's doing a great job of bringing these guys along, uh, and I think the way you look at that is you you look at each guy and you say they've improved. I think every guy to a man on this team has improved, and that says a lot about the coaching they're getting, um, the way they're being taught, and, and the uh, expectations on them. Uh, exciting to see what's going to happen here. All-Star break will be nice to have a little break, um, and it'll be fun to, to kind of follow Rudy and Donovan through this experience because it's a neat experience for them and their families. Um, but, man, I'm excited to get them all back after the after the break
2: and attack this, this uh You know, down the stretch. All right, we want to say thanks to Lock and Boone doing a terrific job calling all the action tonight. Tony Parks on the sidelines in the locker rooms. Thanks to the broadcast assistants. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of the Jazz post-game show. That's Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And of course, Tim, thank you, sir. Always fun hanging out with you my man. There's nobody better to hang with Jake. You're the best man. Hey great time tonight no doubt. Enjoy the All-Star break everybody. Our next game will be a week from Friday. The San Antonio Spurs will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game will begin at 6 and of course you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.